Hello and welcome to the Royal College of Speech and Language Therapists news podcast for October 2021. We launched the RCSRT podcasts in October 2019, so it's already our two-year anniversary. And for listeners, that's great news because it means there's a large archive of previous episodes you can catch up on if you haven't already. And you can listen using any of the main podcast apps such as Apple, Google, Spotify, Audible and many more. As always, with our monthly catch-ups, Derek Munn, Director of Policy and Public Affairs, is going to talk us through some of the key policy and public affairs issues in the world of speech and language therapy today. Hello, Derek. Good afternoon. Hello. Okay, so as well as the podcast two-year anniversary, we have another anniversary coming up. It's nearly a year since the Communication Access Campaign and e-learning launched. Um, So Derek, I'm just wondering, do we have anything special planned to celebrate the anniversary? And just generally, how is it going with the campaign? I wonder if you could fill us in, please. Uh, The campaign is going, well, campaign initiative is going better than we could have hoped. We are currently at over 4,000 organisations and individuals at some stage along the journey, and over 25,000 people trained or in the process of being trained. We have NHS Trust signed up, big corporates, at least one football club showing an interest. So we are delighted with how things are going. And yes, we will be using the anniversary in November as an opportunity to re-promote everything around Communication Access UK symbol and standards. Now, session at the recent conference was good in that it helped to show us, I guess, the way things are, are growing and being embedded. So we had colleagues working in Rwanda who talked about how they're making use of the Communication Access UK resources in a low-tech way, actually in refugee facilities. And it's something that's been picked up by the UN High Commission on Refugees in their annual report. We also had uh, an update from Jenna and colleagues at Oxley's NHS Trust uh, around the way that they are not only doing the training, but also evaluating its impact. And that's going to be really helpful to us as the, as the, the project develops. And I was able to speak recently at the NHS England Disability Pioneers Conference. So if you haven't yet engaged with the CA UK initiative, now's the time. That's all sounding wonderful and very exciting. Thank you, Derek. And in other sort of news, what are the big policy areas of interest right now? Some of this, Vicky, will be a sense of deja vu to regular listeners, but hopefully there'll be one or two bits of new interest. Obviously, since we last spoke, we've had the party conferences. Um, There wasn't that much specific in our areas that came out of that, but obviously they influenced the overall political mood. And interesting that there's already now live discussion about when the next general election will be. Coming up in the coming weeks is the spending review. And I think the key thing to look for there, and obviously we made a submission um, around speech and language therapy and, and, and language in general, but the so did thousands of other organisations. The, the macro big ticket thing to look for in the spending review is: do the policy do, do the policy spending taps stay on or not? So Rishi Sunak, the Rishi Sunak, the Chancellor, has not denied saying to the Prime Minister that he threatened to cut up his credit card. Unquote. And there is this tension between uh, a Prime Minister who wants to please people by spending a lot, and a Conservative Party that goes, hold on, this is not really what we do. So the spending review will be an indicator of the direction of travel on public service spending, which clearly is critical 
for education, critical for justice, but critical most of all for health. Um, that will be helped along by what's being called the social care levy, but as you'll know if you followed it closely, at least the first two years of the new levy, and possibly more, will actually go to the NHS. It's going to be several years before any of this new levy goes into social care, if even there. Other things that you've heard me talk about before, the NHS bill is making its way through Parliament now, um, and we're focusing on the issues as we've previously discussed. I took part in a Community Rehabilitation Alliance session at one of the party conferences, talking particularly actually to local government leaders about the importance that they see on integrated care systems um, and the balance between, for example, community and acute. We are still awaiting news on mental health legislation, mental capacity legislation, and we know that the December review has been pushed back yet again. One new area that I did want to mention is behaviour and alternative provision. We have been working closely with the Department for Education. They have asked us to find speech and language therapists to be on the alternative provision task force, basically looking for examples of where this works well. And their new, um, well, says it on the tin, beating crime plan, which is around their safe initiative, um, alternative provision, alongside the VIU network, working with vulnerable young people, there's 45 million for this. What we were pleased about is that the government announcement about the task forces references mental health professionals, family workers, and speech and language therapists. We're one of three of the specifically named profession. So we're confident that means that our message about the role that we play in behaviour and alternative provision is getting through. That's great to hear. Thank you, Derek. Um, and my final question is, uh, what else do you think listeners will find useful to hear about today? Uh, listeners may be pleased to know that we are in the final weeks of the petition we have before Parliament to build back better and encourage the government to resource speech and language therapy properly. Uh, we haven't yet had a response from the Prime Minister to the letter that was sent by 80 organisations in March. So we are going to follow that up with a letter from chairs of parliamentary groups, and these will be of all parties, Conservative, Labour and other, inviting the Prime Minister to respond to the letter he received some months ago. We were pleased on the National Careers Service that we've managed to update the profile that they hold on speech and language therapy to make it more relevant to how the profession actually is. We continue to prepare for apprenticeships to come in next year. On equality and diversity, the RCSLT is continuing its journey, looking at how we as an organisation make sure that our governance is more representative. Um, and in other aspects of equality, the disability group of speech and language therapists uh, continues to make great strides and we are publishing new guidance about how to properly work with speech and language therapists who identify as having a disability. And we're also beginning our research into the ongoing question of men in SLT. In Scotland, I'm pleased to say that as the months go on from the election, we're now getting meetings with government ministers and with government officials to push forward our agenda in a range of areas, including inclusive communication and AAC. And the very last thing I wanted to mention today is that we are now in election mode for the Northern Ireland Assembly elections, which take place next May. Uh, they're on a slightly different cycle, to other elections in the UK. 
you'll know, particularly if you're watching the news around the European Union and Brexit, that Northern Ireland continues to be a live issue. However, the Northern Ireland Assembly elections will also be about all of the range of services that are done by the Northern Ireland Assembly and Government, which includes justice, includes education, includes health. We have our basic asks of what we're looking for. As often, we're looking for recognition of allied health across the adult piece. We're looking for the appropriate role of children, particularly in the, the review of SEN in Northern Ireland. And we're looking for all sectors of Northern Ireland society to become more communication inclusive. Our Northern Ireland team have just been at the Northern Ireland Party conferences to begin the process of lobbying and influencing in this area, which will continue right through until the elections in May next year. That's fabulous. Thank you, Derek. As always, a lot going on and very concisely put. So thank you so much. And we'll meet again next month. <laughs>